0: Today's podcast is sponsored by June's Journey. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game which transports you into a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance set in the glamorous 1920s. You'll play as June Parker as she embarks on a quest to solve her sister's murder. But that's not all. You'll let your imagination run wild as you get to customize your own luxurious estate island with expensive gardens and beautiful buildings. So, can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android.
1: Before we begin, in order to support this show, we'll need the help of some great advertisers. And that means we'll need to learn a little bit more about you. So you can help the show by taking a quick, anonymous survey to help us get to know you a little better. Once you've completed the survey, you can enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. Find the survey at podsurvey.com slash case closed. That's p o d s u r v e y dot com slash case closed. Thanks. Now enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to Case Closed, a show about the times the bad guy didn't get away with it, the times the good guys discover exactly who the killer is, and how sometimes that's just the beginning of the story. I'm Charlie Spicer. When we left off last episode, Erin Corwin had left her family behind and moved to California to join her husband, John, on the military base in 29 Palms.
2: 29 Palms is in the middle of the desert, surrounded by mountains, just very, very distant.
1: That's author Shanna Hogan, who spent time researching the town for her book about Erin Corwin, Secrets of a Marine's Wife, a town so unique that it became its own character in Erin's story. To understand what really happened, what Erin's life in California was like, who she met there, and where it all went so wrong, we have to understand the setting in which our story will unfold. And the first thing you have to know about that setting is just how remote it is. 29 Palms is 142 miles east of Los Angeles, the last stop on Highway 62, which runs through the Mojave Desert.
2: Very close to 29 Palms is Joshua Tree National Park, which takes up acres and acres of desert land. And... People always talk about the beautiful, colorful sunsets. That's one of the defining things about the desert. So it's very beautiful, but extremely isolating.
1: Isolating not just in destination, but also in population. The town is small, only about 27,000 people.
2: Nobody comes to 29 Palms on purpose. And they're all there for the same reason.
1: And that reason is the Marines. More than half of the population in 29 Palms live on the military base there.
2: The people who are there are there for the Marines and are usually there for a short time basis of two to six years, uh, depending on their service contract. It's very much a young town, young families, You know, some of them as young as 18 years old, starting out their lives. Lots of kids. The average age is around 20. When you're on the base, you are still in, like, community areas where people are with their families and their children are playing in the playground areas and everyone's socializing. It's really its own community that's built around the military base. The military members... I'll go into Palm Desert or Palm Springs for entertainment because there's not a lot of stuff going on. And it's such a military town that it's either members of the military live there or people who have really kind of gone to 29 Palms to start over their lives.
1: That promise of a fresh start was part of what brought Erin to 29 Palms. In her case, the beginning of her marriage to Jonathan Wayne Corwin. The pair had married almost a year before, but had been separated by John's deployment to Japan, a year that had created more than just physical distance between Aaron and John.
2: He was always very excited for Aaron to join him, but he lived on his own for quite a while without Aaron, and I think that's where his personality kind of changed, and he became the man he eventually turned into.
1: The young couple's reunion would not take place immediately. John was still deployed in Japan when Erin moved to the Marine base on September 25, 2013. And so all on her own, Erin moved into their little apartment on Jasmine Drive.
2: Erin had packed up all her belongings and made her way to 29 Palms, she flew and then had her possessions taken in a U-Haul type situation. So it was very costly for her to move down there too. And she spent quite a bit of the chunk of money her parents had saved for her wedding just to move out there. The first day she was moving in, her dog, her big husky dog, wouldn't go up the stairs. And she, (laughs) picked him up and was carrying him up the stairs to get to her second floor apartment. As she was making her way into the apartment for the first time, she met her downstairs neighbor, Asling Maliki.
0: I saw her carrying her dog up the stairs hmm. because he wouldn't walk up the stairs himself. And so she was carrying a giant husky upstairs. And I had asked if she wanted help.
2: Asling asked, can I help you? Do you need any help? She like insisted she didn't need any help, that she could do it all on her own. She needed to get used to it. Erin was like, nope, I got to learn to do it myself. She was very much self-assured, ready to start her life as a young adult and excited for that new adventure.
1: An adventure that would include making new friends, and eventually new enemies. When we come back from the break, Aaron settles into life on the base. Case Closed is supported by the audiobook edition of Nine Perfect Strangers by Leon Moriarty. The novel begins with nine strangers arriving at a health resort. Some of them are looking to lose weight, some are looking for a reboot on life, and some aren't sure what they're looking for. They're expecting ten days of luxury and relaxation. But the time they spend at the resort is anything but relaxing. Soon, the guests have to decide whether to immerse themselves in all the resort has to offer or run while they can. Leon Moriarty is the number one New York Times best-selling author of Big Little Lies, and the New York Times book review calls Nine Perfect Strangers even better than her previous work. Nine Perfect Strangers will show you why Moriarty is considered a master of her craft and leave you hanging on every word. Listen to an excerpt of the audiobook at macmillanaudio.com/nineperfectstrangers. That's MacMillanAudio.com slash 9 I also want to tell you about our other sponsor for today, a really useful website called QuickAndDirtyTips.com. Their goal is to help you do things better, all kinds of things. Quick and Dirty Tips publishes daily advice from leading experts in fields like fitness, health, parenting, and personal finance. Find answers to common writing questions with the help of Grammar Girl, or learn how to keep your emotions in check during life's challenges thanks to Savvy Psychologist. You can even get more organized with productivity tips from Get It Done Guy. Quick and Dirty Tips publishes in both article and podcast form, so you can read or listen. Simple as that. In 10 years on the web, Quick and Dirty Tips podcasts have been downloaded more than 300 million times. It's time to learn how to do things better. Find advice to simplify and enrich your life at quickanddirtytips.com. That's quickanddirtytips.com. Erin Corwin had moved herself into her new home on the Marine Base in 29 Palms, California. As she was settling into this new life, her husband John returned from his deployment, and after a year of waiting, the young couple was finally ready to begin married life.
2: That was a very emotional reunion, however, it was a little bit stifled because John's mom also came to 29 Palms to spend time with her son, so Erin was a little bit turned off by that because she didn't get to spend her first week with John alone. But After the mom left, they were able to really come together and move in and situate their house. They went shopping together, bought stuff for the apartment, got situated into life as a married couple for the first time. And so it was a very happy reunion. Erin was so thrilled to finally be with John and so excited to start her life as a young adult.
1: That new life included making new friends around the Marine base. Erin had already met Asling Maliki, her downstairs neighbor, as she was moving into the apartment. But according to her mother, Lore, it was her next door neighbor that she hit it off with right away, Nicole Lee. She
0: met Nicole like the day or a day or so after she moved in. I don't know if Nicole saw her moving her saddle in or whatever. I know they started talking horses right
2: away. Nicole and Aaron immediately bonded over their mutual love of horses. Although Nicole was a little bit older and already a mom of a six-year-old, she really took a liking to Aaron in like a big sister type role. And Nicole became Aaron's very first friend.
1: And soon Aaron would also meet Nicole's husband, Christopher Lee.
2: He was in his mid-20s at that point, a little bit more hardened, uh, a little bit more sophisticated. And they had a six-year-old daughter named Liberty. And right away, they took a liking to Aaron. Chris Lee was best friends with Connor Malaki, who lived downstairs, and they were very close friends who went out drinking all the time and went to bars and liked to shoot guns in the desert and go hunting.
1: Their wives did not get along quite so well.
2: Asling was sort of close to Nicole, but kind of found her to be abrasive and a little bit odd.
0: I thought they were really nice at first, and Nicole was more of a loud, in-your-face person, so it kind of like took me back because I'm more just a, uh, I'm going to sit back and observe and maybe talk here and there. So it kind of took me surprised by, like, how just blunt and forward she was. And Chris was nice, but he was also just very, like, in-your-face and out there.
1: Still, the young couples quickly became close friends. As the Corwins settled into life on the Marine base, it was sometimes hard to remember how young everyone involved really was. Asling was surprised to learn that Erin was still a teenager.
0: Honestly, I was shocked. I thought she was older. Hmm. I Just the way she, like, carried herself. And I... And it might have also been the fact that, like, you know, I, at the time, forgot that I was only 20. Like, since I was like, oh, I'm married and I have a kid. Like, (laughs) everyone's older. So I just kind of assumed that she was older too and because the way she carried herself too like the way she dressed, the way she carried herself, I just pictured her as being older
1: Despite their young ages all of the couples had taken on significant adult responsibilities marriage, children and a commitment to marine life and all of the difficulties that came with it They leaned on each other for support, but they also liked to have a good time
0: John would come downstairs to, like, have drinks with Chris and um, Connor, and then Anne would come down, too. And me and her would, like, sit on the stairs and talk. So, yeah, we just kind of, like, slowly everyone started cooking together and just getting more comfortable and settled. You know, she talked about, you know, they would have cookouts together all the time, and sometimes they would be up, you know... The couples would be up the majority of the night, and then they'd make breakfast together. I mean, it was the, the three couples.
2: They would barbecue. All the couples would contribute and bring food, and they would all eat together. The older people in the apartment complex drank. Nicole and Chris were big drinkers at the time. They would party and get together like, almost like college students but they had kids or were about to have kids. They were paying the bills and living on their own. So even though they were acting like college kids a lot of the times, they were taking on these very adult responsibilities.
1: But the friendships between the three couples were also strengthened as they navigated the difficulties of marine life
2: they would lean on each other for things and they had these very interconnected lives and the military wives also really depended on each other for help because their husbands were in the field for five days a month minimum they went on frequent deployments so the families depended on each other they would go to the grocery store together if one of them was going off base for some reason they would ask the other families can you get anything do you need to come with me So it was very much a community in this little apartment complex. There was so much going on. These three couples that were living separate lives, but in the same way, very interconnected.
1: The warm feelings for the community Erin found herself living in did not stop with the adults.
2: Erin had always loved kids and loved being around kids and always wanted to be a mom.
1: Erin was especially good with Chris and Nicole Lee's six-year-old daughter, Liberty.
2: Erin took a liking to Liberty right away and offered to babysit. And so Nicole really took advantage of that and would ask Erin to babysit all the time. Sometimes she would pay her and then sometimes she would just leave Liberty with her.
1: And Erin was not the only adult who found herself caring for Liberty.
2: Nicole wasn't the most attentive mom. Nicole was a big football fan, and on Sundays, that was the day for her to watch football, and she had a rule that there were no interruptions, no mom time, and so if her daughter needed anything, she had to ask someone else.
0: I would never knock someone on their parenting, because I'm by no means a perfect parent, but I had Liberty at my door at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, one night, like, by herself. She left their apartment and came downstairs, knocked on my door, and when I opened it, she's like, I don't know where my mom and dad are. I finally go down to their bedroom, and I, like, knock, and it's pitch black. I'm like, guys? And they're like, who's that? I'm like, Aunt Ashlyn." I'm like... Has it been here the whole time? They're like, yeah, why? I'm like, Liberty was just downstairs at my apartment telling me she had no idea. And they're like, oh my God, Liberty, go to bed. I'm like, all right, well, I'm leaving. They're like, okay, I'm like, does someone want to lock the door? Because, like, your five-year-old was just at my door. Like, come, get out of bed and come lock the door. And they were like, no, she's fine, she'll go back to bed. I'm like, okay, well, I'll wait for her to come downstairs again, I guess.
2: I think that they were good parents, Chris and Nicole, just young when they had her. And I think that Nicole was very selfish, and uh, so she wasn't the most attentive mom. And there were a couple incidents that were kind of alarming. The people who were around Chris and Nicole would describe them as the type of couple you wouldn't want to leave your kid with.
1: Parenting aside, this wasn't the first time the Lees' behavior had raised eyebrows. One incident in particular was major cause for concern. By 2013, Chris and Nicole had lived in 29 Palms for several years, though initially they lived off base.
2: The way it works in the military, you can live on the base for free, or you can get a stipend and get your own apartment complex or house off base. And so for a while, the Lees didn't want to live on base. And so they rented an apartment complex a little bit outside of 29 Palms. And that was because Nicole couldn't stand the thought of being not near a Starbucks.
1: The building the Lees lived in ended up foreclosing and the family suddenly found themselves without a place to live.
2: At the time, Chris was about to go on a deployment. And so Nicole moved in with a couple friend of hers. And during that time, they actually um, found Nicole to be extremely lazy and very rude. She would leave things around the house and not clean up after her daughter. It caused a lot of tension. She would sometimes say, I'm going to leave for a few hours and then not come back until the next day. And so there was a lot of tension between Nicole and and her friends that she was living with. And they eventually asked her to move out.
1: This did not sit well with her husband.
2: When Chris came back from his deployment, he was furious. He was irate that they kicked Nicole out of the house and really held a grudge for that for quite a while. And later, one of those friends that Nicole lived with accused Chris of stalking. They saw his car around their house and they became very fearful of Chris, who they described as angry, would have a lot of strange conversations, and there was just something off about him. They were a very strange couple, and they turned off a lot of their friends in the Marines. A lot of the people that got to know Chris and Nicole ended up not liking them.
1: Chris and Nicole were two of the first friends Aaron had made in 29 Palms. But soon, the turmoil that seemed to follow the Lees everywhere would make its way to the apartment complex on Jasmine Drive and leave everyone who lived there changed forever. Next time on Case Closed.
2: When he first found out she was pregnant, he thought that this would be the thing that would bring them together and bond them again because they had been having so many troubles in the relationship. The two of them were looking at each other and, like, just something didn't feel right. They started to have financial problems. I saw them kissing, and I was like, oh, my God.
0: Do I say something? Do I just act like I didn't see this? Like, I had no idea what to do.
1: Case Closed is a production of Macmillan Podcasts. The show is produced by Katie Ferguson with help from Becky Celestina, Camila Salazar, Sarah Grill, and Alyssa Martino. Huge thanks to Shanna Hogan. To learn more about Aaron Corwin's story, pick up a copy of Shanna's new book, Secrets of a Marine's Wife, available at any bookstore or as an audiobook February 26th. We'll be back with a new episode next Tuesday. I'm Charlie Spicer. Thanks so much for listening.